Welcome, everyone. This is a Council of Institutional Investors educational podcast. I'm Jeff Mahoney, General Counsel of CII. Our topic today is whether the revolving door between the U.S. audit regulator and the large audit firms is good for investors. Our special guest today is Wayne R. Landsman, professor at the University of North Carolina Keenan Flagler Business School. Professor Landsman is a co-author of a recent research paper that focuses on worker flows between former employees at the Public Company Accounting Oversight Board and the large audit firms. Welcome, Professor. Thanks for speaking with us today. I'm going to ask three questions about today's topic. Let's get started. Question number one. Professor, as you recount in your paper, in January 2018, The U.S. Department of Justice and the Securities and Exchange Commission brought charges against multiple former employees of the international audit firm KPMG. The employees were alleged to have illegally obtained confidential information from the U.S. audit regulator, the PCAOB, and used the information in an attempt to mislead the PCOB and the public about the quality of their audit work. As one of the leading accounting academics at one of the most prestigious business schools, what was your reaction to the charges brought against former KPMG employees? And what was the reaction of your accounting students, some of whom probably aspire to work for a large audit firm like KPMG? Well, that's a great question, Jeff. Well, the obvious question that this case suggested was whether this one particular case was unusual or whether it was a more pervasive problem. Now, this is a difficult question for an academic researcher who doesn't have access to the same sort of information the SEC investigators have or the Department of Justice investigators have. But at that point, I made the decision in consultation with my co-authors to address the more general question of whether, in fact, there was a revolving door between the regulator, in this case, the PCAOB, and the regulated, the large audit firms. Now, in doing our study, uh, we wanted to provide the basic facts on worker flows between the PCOB and the U.S. order firms. Just what would the numbers kind of look like? Is it a pervasive number of employees going back and forth or not? And in doing so, we seek to provide a better understanding of the relation between these worker flows that will that we document and an audit firm's future inspection reports. Now, our study begins by first documenting the extent to which former PCOB employees are hired by the largest 11 U.S. audit firms. So it'd be the big four plus the next seven biggest firms. The trend line is up each year since the inception of the PCOB. Now, given there is a substantial flow, we ask two questions. First, is there a positive association between the number of PCOB, former employees that are hired by the audit firms, and the number of prior inspection report deficiencies? In other words, are they hiring them in an attempt to try to reduce problems in the future? The answer is yes. They are hiring more, and they hire more as a function of the prior inspection report deficiencies. Second, is there a negative association between the number of former PCOB employees hired and the number of future inspection report deficiencies? The answer here is also yes. Now, the results of our study suggest that the more likely explanation for this latter result is the experience that former PCAOB employees bring to the audit process and to their new audit firm, rather than private information sharing, which, of course, is the concern highlighted in the anecdote that you provided in that first case. And this is because we find that improvements in audit outcomes in terms of reduction of future inspection report deficiencies do not occur in the first year, which would be more likely when someone would have private information, but in the second year and thereafter following the hiring of the former PCOB employees. You asked one other question, whether our students were, what their reaction was. And I guess their reaction was not, they looked at us and say, well, are you surprised? Are you nervous? And so 
I told them and my colleagues told our students, we don't think it's a pervasive problem. The industry you're about to go to work for is a perfectly fine industry. In any case, no matter where you are in the United States, no matter what profession you work in, you're going to find, I'll call them bad apples. And I don't want to prejudge the outcome on this case, but I told them you have no worries about going to work for the auto profession, a fine profession in the United States to the extent that there are problems. Hopefully my research and other people's research, as well as work of the PCOB, of the SEC and the Justice Department, that will clean up those problems. But let's get back to my research and ways in which it might be relevant to your group, the investment community. So I'm ready for your next question. Question number two. Uh, Professor, what evidence, if any, does your research provide indicating that the revolving door between the PCOB and the large audit firms actually is a good thing for investors? Great question. Great, great question. Well, you'll recall that the PCOB was set up as part of broader legislation to improve the quality of financial reporting in the United States. Now, to this end, the PCOB inspects audits conducted by U.S. audit firms with a focus on the larger ones in terms of how frequently they're done, with the goal of alerting firms of deficiencies, thereby improving future audit outcomes. Now, hiring former PCOB employees can be beneficial to the audit firms if the former employees bring expertise that helps the audit firm that they work for improve the quality of its audits and eliminating future or reducing number of future deficiencies. Now, this is potentially beneficial to investors if financial reporting also improves as a result. However, tests in our study reveal that at least within the window of a few years post-hiring, There is no evidence of improved financial reporting outcomes, as one would hope, as reflected in fewer restatements and lower incidents of SEC enforcement actions. Now, again, I want to point out that this is only within the first few years and that maybe it takes time for these improvements to show up in these measures of financial reporting outcomes. So I'm optimistic and hopeful that that will be the case in the future. But at least within the two-year horizon window, we didn't see any evidence yet of improved financial reporting outcomes and financial reporting quality. Ready for your last question. Professor, my final question. Uh, The Public Company Accounting Oversight Board recently published a draft strategic plan for comments. If you were the chairman of the PCOB, what would be your number one priority? Well, I would think that the number one strategic goal or priority of the chairman of the PCOB is to improve audit quality of U.S. firms with the goal of improving investors' confidence in the quality of financial reports to which they attest. Now, although in our current study, we do not examine carefully the extent to which audit deficiencies occur within particular firms, that's not our goal, that's not our purpose of the study, it is clear that hiring former PCOB employees helps to reduce future deficiencies. Now, it strikes me that the PCOB should learn from this and find ways to bring uniform training to the audit profession that increases consistency of audit quality. My guess is that this is going to apply to domestic firms, but particularly with the focus on international affiliates of U.S. firms that audit non-U.S. registrants and international affiliates of U.S. registrants will be the place where you'll see the greatest challenges. And I would hope that, again, the improvements in audit quality as reflected by the reduction of future inspection report deficiencies could occur without having to rely on the hiring of PCOB employees. In other words, what are they bringing? Find out what are they bring, what are they learning at the PCOB, try to generalize that experience in a way that we can provide training to our students at the universities, as well as within the firms, so that we don't have to rely on this one mechanism to increase audit quality and hopefully financial reporting quality. That concludes today's program. On behalf of the Council of Institutional Investors, I want to thank our special guest, Professor Wayne Landsman of the University of North Carolina. 
for taking the time to speak with us today from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, a.k.a. Blue Heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding the professor's remarks or CII's views on the PCAOB or the auditing profession, please feel free to contact me at Jeff, J-E-F-F, at CII.org. Until next time, thanks for listening.